You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. Keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Amber Page, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Amber. How are you doing, Queen? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. And say the questions America's afraid to ask. I think everybody's been asking this question in reference to uh, that brother Kevin Kelly over at True Kitchen, I think in Dallas, Texas, uh, the owner, viral response to some young ladies twerking on his tables and chairs in his restaurant. He said, hey, this ain't this type of spot. So we're jumping right into this morning's discussion question. True Kitchen's owner's response to twerking, appropriate or not? And so we're going to start like we always start. we got some callers out there already, but we're going to start real simple. Uh, when you saw that we were dealing with this issue, and I'll be honest with you, um, Amber, I didn't think I was going to test this one. I usually don't test the hot-button items that are happening in the news. I always try to make the mental dialogue talk show a place of solace for intellectuals who are, in a sense, tired of what's happening on social media and out there in the news. We're always going to have an intellectual discussion. So quite often, whatever's burning hot in the news, I sometimes, you know, even when it's about our community, I'll surprise people, and we won't test that subject. Sometimes we wait till it simmers down. Uh, but if we do touch it, and again, this is just to kind of introduce this concept for any of our new listeners, but when we do touch it, it's because I think we're going to take a different angle than what I'm seeing in the media. And some of what we're going to say is going to be similar to what people have talked about, but it's just a mental dialogue show, so we got to go a lot deeper. But before we go deeper, Amber, before we go deeper, we're going to go with our simple start, which is when you saw this week's discussion question worded the way it was, what was your initial thought? My initial thought was, I guess I better watch the rant <laughs> because I hadn't, I, I don't, I stay away from pressing play on videos um, online. And so my first thought was, okay, let me, let me do my homework and at least listen to the rant. So 
That was my first thought. Nah, that's fair. I'm not surprised by that response, actually. I, I thought to myself, you know, and I, you know, what's the matter of fact, that's something I love is in a sense that, in a sense, you stay out of the fray so you can stay focused and getting caught up in these situations. And, and I've been in a couple of dialogues. We, even when I'm doing shows, I try not to get into too many dialogues, but I got caught up in some. So I think you did yourself a favor, in my opinion, by not being too wrapped up. But, of course, obviously with this morning's discussion question being about True Kitchen's owner's response to twerking appropriate or not, you were forced to, in a sense, watch the video. So definitely understand that as your initial response. Again, as I said, not something we typically will touch when it's hot. And I'll tell you, let me tell you a little insight on when I say um, this particular one, not simply because it was hot was the only reason I didn't necessarily want to touch it, if you will. But when I first did pay attention to it, which obviously was a little sooner than you did, um, when I was looking at it, and I was like, while I get it going viral, I didn't see it as an issue for the community, if you will. You know, we call ourselves the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, but, you know, better known as the Mental Dialogue Community Club and all our truth seekers out there listening. We family. And so as I was watching the, the, the rant, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I, I, I see where people are going. I see the sides to it. Uh, but they were – but relating it to our community i was struggling with that when i first heard the rant even from a kevin kelly now that i've had to research it and prepare for the show i've moved a complete 180 on how i see the actual rant but we'll get into that as we you know get into the show uh but in seeing it you know for the first time so to a certain extent the cool part with doing this with you is you probably haven't formulated a huge or heard a bunch of other people's opinion in having this discussion so that's kind of cool to be able to discuss it with you kind of fresh and new on your mind and so with that said queen if you will um in having to finally do the research and look do your homework as you say and look at the video um kind of give me you know let's go ahead and get to a little bit of your first impression again as someone who hasn't been in back and forth with people like i have been this week and a lot of other people have go ahead queen um so my first impression well first off i had to say that um you know, it it wasn't really an issue in my eyes, um, you know, how people are kind of taking it like, you know, a stab at the business owner. You know, for me, I just, I just think that there's a place and time for everything, you know. And so at a restaurant where other people are, eating and you know i understand sometimes you know the music comes on and it's it's a vibe at that moment but not in a restaurant you know it's just not if it was like if there was a dance floor and there was you know a space for that then you know absolutely by all means you know get in there and you know start dancing but to do it on the furniture in a restaurant regardless if it was a black-owned restaurant um, or not, in my opinion, it's just inappropriate for the place nah, where they I, I, were. I'm sorry, go ahead. Please finish. We'll make our own dance floor. If we get the groove, we get the feeling, <laughs> man. We'll make it wherever we need to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we I are understand. not above jumping on the tables and doing our thing. <laughs> uh, apparently. <laughs> That's how they do it in Dallas. 
I just, I, we in I just think that there's a time and place ahead, for everything. There's just a time and place for everything. And frankly, I mean, I probably, if I was a, a person in the restaurant and I saw it, I haven't seen the video of the ladies dancing, but, I, you know, I probably would have laughed, you know, and just went on with my meal, you know, but hey, we'll see. Uh, you don't think you would have been, let's say you were actually there. You don't think you would have been taken aback once you heard Kevin Kelly. You know, basically, I, I, when I first saw it again, I'm a, I, I did a complete 180 on it. And again, we'll explore my 180 as the show goes on. Uh, but mm-hmm. you don't think you would have been taken aback because when I first saw it, I, I felt like he was cussing out the whole restaurant to a certain extent. Like I said, I see it a little different now. But just when I first saw the rant, you don't feel like you'd have been like, well, dang, brother. Like you said, you would have laughed at the queens. You know, they don't know if, you know, I know people probably say, well, people twerking ain't queens, but hey, I, I think I, I call all our sisters queens. So that's how it worked for me. But with that said, right. if you had seen those queens twerking and you would have laughed, you probably might have been shocked if Kelly was like, man, I don't need your money. Get the fuck out. Like, I'm just saying, would you have been taken aback or would you just, you know, if you were there eating it, do you think you would have been still as cool as you say you would have been had you been there? Well, you know, what's your thoughts on that before we go well, to our first break? Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like, you know, his response was appropriate. You know, if that's how he feels about his business, you know, that's just my mm-hmm. thought. No, nah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, we all up against our first break. We got the callers out there. We're going to open up the phone lines when we come out of this break. And, again, uh, as I said, I think we're going to go a little deeper with that. Again, we got a couple of hours to deal with that. So rock with us. Stay with us as we get ultimately into the psychology. We are the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. But initially, we got to start where everybody else starts and just, you know, appropriate or not. Uh, what's the perspective? Obviously, Amber feels like, hey, she respects that Kevin Kelly. Hey, this is the tone for my restaurant. It's a place for everything. So, hey, she don't see it, any problem with what that brother did. But let's get into this discussion. We'll open up the phone lines. I'll go ahead and give out the number for anybody online. It's 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646 787 Nine one. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com 404-465-4348 Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com Call them at 404-465-4348 Money in the buying this building is developing the concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as they... Come on! Stop the music, please! 
somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to Prime, take it to Pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it, now, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to pr provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Amber Page. If you haven't figured it out or a first-time listener, we are a raw, uncut show, if you will. So you heard uh, Kevin Kelly, the owner of True Kitchen, breaking down his rant that went, unfortunately went viral. Uh, I, I would maybe say unfortunately. Um, but, you know, in the end he says, hey, he's doing well with business, but we'll get into that as well. But as I listen to that cut, Amber, um, again, respect your position. Again, I did a complete 180, so I'm going to tell you why I started, again, as we start through this process process of my 180 and again we'll soon we'll open up the phone lines as well uh, but where I started when I first saw it I'll tell you and this is part of the reason why I wasn't going to deal with it too so let me say that as well so when I first saw it and I heard what he said I was thinking to myself like how did this situation turn into something about black people uh, I, I didn't understand overall what I what it looked like and appeared to me in the moment. Obviously, it's just a snippet of you know that that video, uh, but in that moment, it appeared to be some level of grandstanding that I couldn't understand how this situation about twerking became about black people in general. I also let me throw this out, and I want to hear your thoughts as well, but also. At the time, I was under the impression that it may have been three or four women. Uh, and so me saying, okay, if it was three or four women doing this, why is he addressing the whole damn restaurant? Uh, I've now, with more research, I found out it's quite more than that. Um, but, again, I'm going to start there. And so just do you, do you, again, you thought it's appropriate, it's his restaurant. Can you understand the perspective? And, and I'm going to share another perspective of someone who – I think still disagrees with the you know with, with Kevin Kelly if you will, um, but with that said, uh, what how do you feel about that pushback in the sense that I didn't understand him making it about uh, quote unquote the black race among other things, but I'll you know I'll kind of cut it off there and see what you think. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think it had it should not have had anything to do with you know the race black people in general. Um, it should have just been, you know, don't do this in my restaurant, please, <laughs> you know. And, I mean, he was a little loud, so to address it with, you know, whoever was, you know, twerking on the furniture, I mean, it would have been better to address it directly with them. Um, but then, you know, he, he did kind of present himself as, you know, a little bit um, – what I would say is I would consider it to be like pompous or, um, mm -hmm. you know, even the way he talked to the DJ, you know, it's like there's a way that you can say everything. Um, so, you know, he was a little loud, you know, and it, you know, it should not have been a black race thing and it should have just been directed towards the behaviors that he would like to see in the restaurant. So, 
So again, that was my initial thought. Is, is you know, as I just said, another place that this delve into, and I definitely want to dialogue about this as well. It's the aspect of him being a business owner, and so a lot of the dialogues I saw this week was, okay, yeah, we have heard people were saying, yeah, I'm a whore. The um, the actions by those ladies. However, as a business owner, it became bad on his part. Again, as you say, a little loud, and like I say, he's cussing people out, if you will, but there were some who started saying, well, is that how a business owner should handle it? And so that was a big debate that I saw as well. Give me a quick thought on that. We actually got a caller that wants to jump in at this point, um, and after the caller, I'll share some other thoughts with somebody who's, who still, in my opinion, from what I could tell, probably vehemently disagrees with um, Kevin Kelly, uh, you know, from what I could tell. But go ahead. Any quick thoughts on the aspect of the standard of a business owner in handling that situation maybe the question is did he did he appear to be a, a good business owner in that moment is, is maybe the question no absolutely I think that was a terrible move on a business owners uh, from a business owner's perspective it could have been handled totally different Right, and that's what a lot. I think so. That's what a lot of the debate has been about. Whereas, you like you said, when I first just asked you, you was like, "Oh, he's yeah, how you handled it was cool. I respect it." But then when I give you that business owner perspective, you haven't been, a, you know, a business owner yourself. Uh, yeah, now you're kind of looking at it, you know, maybe through some other lens. Let's see what our first caller has to say. For the callers out there listening, you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. Well, Area code six seven eight last three three zero six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hello, three zero six. You're live on the air. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is Tennessee calling from Atlanta. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, King? How you doing? Sure. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, you know, f- I blame both the customer, well, I blame the customer, the restaurant, and the, and the restaurant owner. And here, here's the reason why, and, and the host kind of touched on this. Uh, there's a time and a place for everything. And, and twerking at a restaurant on the furniture is, is neither the time nor the place. And, but I also blame the, the restaurant because the, the, the song that they were playing is uh, Lirani uh, Motherfuck song, Throw That Ass in a Circle. Come on, <laughs> at a restaurant? No, if you don't want that kind of behavior, you should be playing some fucked up song like that at a restaurant. I mean, at a restaurant, you want to you want to hear some really, you know, jazz or even some nice R&B or whatever music, but not with this kind of curse word. And so I also thought the restaurant owner could have been going address. The, the, the crowd or the because the, my understanding is there were three tables and could have addressed them and said look please don't do this by him using profanity and just going off he became the very thing he claimed to have despised and that's where I think he broke down and don't get me wrong I cannot understand how upset he was but you have to be able to control yourself because at the same time you are setting what you want to have in your restaurant. And so I think at that point, he should have apologized and said, you know what, I am sorry, I went overboard, but this is not the kind of behavior I want in my restaurant. Uh, Amber, any thoughts to um, Tennyson's Three Cents this morning? Go ahead, Queen. 
Oh, absolutely. I just think that, for one, that was the first thing that came to my mind as well. It's like, well, I mean, you're playing this song, and, you know, we like to move. So it's like you have a DJ, you know, you're playing this. I don't know what the song was, but, you know, it's like you kind of set the stage. that ass (laughs) in a circle. I mean... Listen, I understand what that means, but, you know, it's like you don't have, like, really, you're playing the song in the restaurant, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, you should expect people to want to do exactly what the song is saying, you know, but, but still, but still, you know, not on the furniture, you know, like, even if it would have hit me, you know, okay, I want to, you know, get up and dance. I still probably would have just stood up next to my, you know, the table or whatever, but not on the furniture. Like, I didn't see the women dancing on the furniture, but by all means, yes, I agree. The song that was being played probably probably could have chosen some different music for the venue. I mean, especially if, you know, he made this restaurant for all, for black people to have a place to be a proud of, and we're not pink, and we're not this other spot. So if you do all that, then maybe, you know, have a little music that go with the decorum of what you're looking for. It is a, it is a thought. Exactly. It is a thought. Thank you. Now, thank you, Tennyson, yeah. for, the three, for your three cents this morning. Appreciate you, King. Thank you. Absolutely. Any other callers, if you want to get in, you do have to press 1 if you're a first-time caller. Hope you're hearing that clearly. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You do need to press 1 to let us know that you want to speak. So I want to go ahead and share some more thoughts from one of my past guests. I followed her Brittany Green, she shared this. So she felt like, to a certain extent, that the owner, I would say, is mostly in the wrong. And here's some of her thoughts. I just want to kind of share these thoughts from one of her posts. And um, just, uh, I think you and Tennyson both touched on some of this. But either way, I'm just going to share them as she laid them out. She says, um, the Dallas restaurant owner is wrong. She said, you created the vibe by having a whole-ass DJ restaurant playing music and blasting music louder than anyone can hear themselves think. It's a party at this point. Hey, no. She says, you could have easily walked up to the table and the Patriot and handled it discreetly doing a, ho- or doing a whole for the culture speech when you don't even know the definition of for the culture is trash. Telling people that mm. you don't need their money is, isn't how you do business. Someone get him a PR rep. She said he looked and sounded mm. like David from being Mary Jane, which I don't watch TV, so I have no idea what that reference point is, but I thought you might. Number five, she says, people who do, don't believe that twerking or dancing should be allowed in restaurants should not go to restaurants that are built like clubs in the middle of the day. He knew what vibe he was creating. And number six, she said, drunk people are everywhere with their drunk behavior, no need to 
go on a political speaking campaign about black women and their behavior for one drunk patron. Patron. And so, again, let me give some clarity and some fairness to Kevin Kelly. Again, those are the thoughts. I want to hear what you have to say um, in reference to her, uh, her thoughts. Um, but to be fair, uh, he, from what I understand, yes, he did approach um, these ladies on a couple of occasions. And you're going to hear uh, another interview through him in the next cut saying how, exactly how many women it was. So, so at the time, I will say her comments, this is she did this um, at the right when it happened. And so I could tell that she, like myself, thought it was, I thought it was, I thought I had heard at the time three or four people, but again, when I did my homework, it's a lot, it's actually more than that. But as she says, she thought it was one drunk patron. And, and for me, the numbers actually mm-hmm. changed and changed my 180. So from her perspective, thinking that maybe it's one drunk patron that's cutting up at the time, um, what did you hear in her thoughts um, that resonate with you, agree with, or disagree with? Anything you can recall from, from those comments? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, the vibe was set. You know, the minute the DJ came in, the the minute they turned the volume up, the food started coming, the drinks started coming, the vibe was set. You know, so you do kind of change it from just being a, a, you know, sit-down restaurant and, you know, you got some, maybe some, soft jazz playing, I mean, the you set the vibe, you know, and people started having a good time. Um, so I definitely agree with that, but it, it definitely was not a, um, it could have been handled different, you know. It could have been a little bit quieter, you know. I don't know how many people it was. I'm still going to say that. <laughs> um, but I think <laughs> it, it could have been, you know, it could have been addressed. You know, like, he could have even went over to the DJ first and, you know, had a a short little conversation with him about the music, turn it down a little bit, you know, whatever, so that he wouldn't have to project his voice. So maybe he thought he was talking over the DJ. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you think yeah, in the cut, he initially says, to, you know, like you said, how he talked to the DJ, turn it out, turn it off, turn it off, or whatever. So he was <laughs> at that point, he was already ready to do his thing. But again, to be fair to him, um, and you'll hear that in this actual next cut that he approached the young ladies mm-hmm. um, politely on a couple of occasions. So part of what you're seeing is the frustration of, in a sense, I guess, them ignoring him, and and you know, to a certain extent, um, that I could understand even from the beginning. But again, when I first saw it like yourself as a business owner, I'm sitting here going, man, this is this doesn't seem like a good look. You know, from my perspective outside looking in at the time saying, again, I was more concerned of how did this turn into a conversation about not only black people, but as um, the young lady said in her post, particularly about black women. And as I watched the dialogues this week, I saw people kind of jumping on that aspect. Like I, I, I seen people, you know, even putting it out there that, hey, you know, this is a problem with these black women being disrespectful. And I'm seeing her going, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and at mm-hmm. this point, I still wasn't planning on doing it as a show. Because I still mm-hmm. thought this was something that, as you said in the beginning, should have been handled, again, thinking it was only three or four women at the time. It should have just been handled with them, and it should have been about those three or four women. And so I'm thinking and saying to myself, how does those few women 
turn into something about how black women act. Like I couldn't connect those mm-hmm. two things at all. And so again, at that at this time, even though I saw her running, I'm like, okay, what show am I going to do this week? And then eventually it just kept going and it started, I realized, you know what, that we can go a lot deeper, even to the aspect that it even triggers people to go to the bigger place. Because as we said, he did that. In my opinion, he 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 went there, and then I watched people follow suit. In the sense of, in a sense, if they're on his side, and I'm not saying which way you should be, because again, I personally did a whole 180, so I'm not telling anyone how to think on it. But I but I am wanting to talk about how does that moment turn into as I watch dialogue, and you can imagine, even though you hadn't paid attention, I'm pretty sure you can imagine how many people were going back and forth about how. One, we as a black culture act, and then it obviously eventually gets turned into the typical gender war stuff. That was what was so mm-hmm. aggravating. And I'm like, how does this moment turn into that? So that was frustrating for me. Any thoughts on that, Queen? Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, I, I just think that we do go through, you know, all of those emotions and thought processes when. Um, situations like this come up, um, you know, it's, it's definitely worth talking about. Um, so I think you, you chose to, you know, discuss mainly because there are several things that are playing out in, you know, what we witnessed in the video. Um, you know, the gender uh, remarks, you know, it being about black people and, you know, him wanting to have something nice for black people and, you know, things of that nature. So it's a a good decision to, you know, dig into this topic, Montoya. Now, I appreciate that thought, Queen, because for me, I want to get into the deeper concept of why those things are triggered from what to me appeared Mm -hmm. to be, again, you know, we're about to hit a cut that explains how many women it was, right? But, again, mm. I'm going off my initial thoughts that these things are triggered by what I thought at the time was maybe three or four ignorant people. You know, I mean, like, that's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these are, like, these three or four ignorant people, how, they don't represent me. They don't represent the culture. So why is it turning into a conversation about the culture, again, was how I thought. Uh, we got a caller that wants to get in. We are going to play this cut, which, again, gives more context. And this is another cut um, actually from Kevin Kelly. Uh, going into more detail. So listen in closely. There will be some questions there. Um, caller, um, 901, last one, 151. We'll get to you um, coming out of this break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Over and speak to these women. How many women were there, first of all? You know, it was three separate tables and about 
all we saw was a viral video, but on your Instagram page, are you saying that how many times did you go up to them before and I guess in a more calm manner ask them to stop? Yeah, I went over there three times before in a calm manner. And, you know, if you look at the video that I posted on our Instagram, True Kitchen Cocktails, you see me begging these women. Mm. You know, I'm, I walked over in that area in the first place because of customer service. As an owner, they don't want me on the floor because my managers say they need to do their job, and I always walk around and tell just thank you for supporting us and thank you for coming to the restaurant. Right. Uh, they like to hear from the owner, so I went down there and had to see a bit of a disturbance and they were carrying themselves in the wrong way and as you see in the video i put my hands together praying for them and i'm like you know please ladies just don't do it in the restaurant because it makes you look bad it makes the restaurant look bad and that's not what we want for you guys but you know by the time i begged people two three times i mean there's only so much that we can do in the okay. restaurant now i will say this too let me be clear about this video before you go in i mean i should not have used the f word my mom <laughs> is on me about it my staff is on me about it i cannot use that word again Right. So we are talking to Kevin Kelly. He is the owner of True Kitchen and Cocktails. Of course, it has gone viral where he comes out and tells these women, you know, oh, wait a minute now. They, this, we should not get ready to twerk up in here. Some people have said, though, Kevin, that, you know what, maybe that wasn't the right dinner music. If we're trying to have dinner, throw that in a circle ain't the right song. And that the drinks also that you serve will, will provoke that type of um, behavior. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, well, let me go to the to the music first. You know, our restaurant was designed to always be a lively vibe. So whenever you come to True Kitchen and Cocktails, you're going to hear music. Now, obviously, we're going to switch the playlist, and that song is not going to be played by our Oh, team. that's one of my favorite songs, Yeah, Come on, man. Yeah. Like, come you're gonna on. You're going to have to listen to it in the car, Dave. But, you know, <laughs> well, let me eat that one more time, please. <laughs> Y'all going to get me in more trouble. But here's the reality of it, though. Regardless of what song is played, you guys tell me the last time you went to a restaurant and any song was played and they gave a guest a a guest permission to stand on cheers and to, and to twerk. It doesn't matter. We still have to carry ourselves better. The, the positive thing about the situation is now we're having a lot of conversations, not only in Dallas, but across the country, about what we should and what we should not do. Um, there's conversations about whether black women are supported. And this restaurant was designed for black women. Our, our base is 75% women, and we always cater to them. So I have to be mindful and say that 99% of our guests are fantastic. The women who come to this restaurant dress great. They carry themselves well. I mean, it's a privilege and it's an honor to serve them and have them be our customers. But, you know, that, that 1% or those few people who didn't carry themselves right, we can't allow them to define the restaurant. So I had to stand up not only for the restaurant, but also for the classy ladies who come that want a right vibe. And they don't want a few women standing up and cheers towards me either. So it, it doesn't matter what song was played, but we want everybody to carry themselves the right way. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Amber Page, as we hear Kevin Kelly on 105 in Dallas. I'm kind of giving more details. Um, I, I hear a little bit of what I was saying you know, prior to the break, Amber, the idea of, in a sense, how we carry ourselves. And you, again, mentioned you hearing it too. Uh, but, again, here's something that changed the things a lot for me when I discovered it was three or about three tables, as he said, about 12 to 14 women. And so I'm like, oh, okay, now he got like 30 women plus, you know, twerking to the song again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, so I, I see at this point, because I, I thought originally when I thought it was three or four women, I was just thinking he should have just had his staff remove them. Or, and, and now I know from watching the video, he actually had security too. So I'm like, just curious to remove them and be done with it. Handle it like a professional. Like you as the owner shouldn't even have hands-on is kind of how I thought. Or even when you hear in that same cut, the GM has been requesting that he, you know, you know kind of stay off the floor and basically let them do their job, if you will. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, think about it. When we have complaints with these, 
in a sense, a lot of these places we may have complaints with, you rarely ever talk to the actual owner. And so, again, talking about it on a business level, I, I initially say I don't get the approach. Why is the business owner even involved in this? And then in your involvement, you you know, you let off the F-bomb. It's, it's the kind of only thing that he took responsibility for, if you will. But for me, it changed a lot when I realized what he probably was asking as, again, nicely asking these ladies to kind of stop twerking. And I guess as the song care plan, you know, the other ladies probably caught that vibe and it started growing on them. So he's going over like, can y'all please stop? Can y'all please stop? And then, as you know, as the owner, he might have got a little into his little feelings at that point. But I think it's fair. It's fair because I can't imagine, and, and I don't know if you heard that part, but he said he put seven figures into this restaurant. So as nice as I'm being, the minute you on my furniture, uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm trying like to give as much balance as I can. Go ahead, Queen. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, I mean, it's just you just don't stand on the furniture <laughs> i mean at the house at the restaurant i mean it's just a, it's just bad you just don't do it you know have some kind of tact about yourself you know just don't i mean that is just rude it's just you don't stand on furniture at somebody's you know whatever you don't stand on people's furniture especially out in a restaurant Nah, so, yeah, absolutely. Let's get to the callers. And like I say, for me, when I realized it was 30 or 40, uh, I, you know, I'll get into more of my thoughts after I get these calls. We've got a couple of callers out there. If you want to get in, you do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Let's go. Area code 901, last 3151. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning. This is the Asia calling from Texas. Um, Good morning. The more and more... The more and more I listen to what the owner has to say and the more and more I listen to different clips, um, he comes off as an elitist to me in a culture vulture, actually. Um, if you listen to some of the things that he's actually saying when he goes on these, when he went on the rent and when he actually is trying to explain himself, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with the type of ambiance that he's tried to set up to me it seems like he set this restaurant up and he did all the things that he needed to do in order to get a crowd. He has a live DJ playing all the ratchet music. He serves his drinks in actual Douce bottles and Hennessy bottles and things like that. And so he used all of these different mechanisms in order to pull certain people in. Once he has them in, he try to weed them out. He has a buzz now. True Kitchen is one of those places that everyone in the DFW tries to get to. It's so hard to get a reservation. You got to go through hoops to, in order to actually get a reservation for the place. If you look at anything online, it's people saying, you know, how did you get your reservation? It's people trying to figure out mm -hmm. how to even reserve it. So the website is not even effective. So for me, I feel like he's a culture vulture. If you notice what he just said in that clip, he was saying – um, you know, I made this for the classy ladies. I did this and I did that. He's one of those people mm -hmm. that, you know, he want to create this certain environment, but then try to tell you how to act like he's disciplined. He's trying to discipline the black woman. If you created this environment for the classy ladies, why do you have a playlist where the DJ is playing derogatory music about throwing the ass in the circle if you actually created this for the classy lady? You did not create this for the classy lady. You created this in order for you to, for you to garner a crowd, for you to get a return on your investment, 
and now you want to weed out the people. Now, since you have the buzz, you're a known name. Now you could go about weeding out certain people that you don't want in your establishment, but you use those very same people in order to give yourself a buzz. And I don't appreciate that. Yes, that lady, she, those people had no business dancing on the furniture or whatnot. But if you're in the middle of the day, I'm sure the only people that's at the restaurant, what type of crowd are you trying to have? Because I'm sure the only people in the restaurant are not the uh, people who are dancing. It had to be um, elderly people, children, and everything to use that type of music and then say, I'm trying to make this uh, an environment for us and everything. The fact that he kept saying us, the fact that he kept making it this black thing, that lets me know that he's uh, it, it's pretty much he's trying to play on your he's trying to play on your emotions and he's trying to play on your sympathies because before that he's not thinking about the derogatory language that is used in the song that negatively um that negatively illustrate the black woman so why would you even play that if you care so much about the black woman. Why would you even be playing derogatory music in your restaurant? You he want to be able to control black women, and he also mm-hmm. is a culture vulture because he talks just like an elitist. And everybody is mm-hmm. okay with the simple fact that he had something to say. But if we want to use the black card, if you were in a restaurant of an, and somebody else of another race owned that restaurant, there is nowhere in the world that you would. It would be this whole thing about the man was racist if he would have came out the back and said what that, that that black man said. But because he looks like us, it's like we're able to excuse it because we're comfortable. We've gotten so comfortable with each other. But if somebody else would have came out the back and told you, I don't need your money, matter of fact, this this isn't for you type of people, basically what he's oh, saying, and I don't need your money. Right you can get the fuck up out of here. Be, it'll be shut down right now. <laughs> it'll be shut down Yeah, right it'll now. be shut down. So we we actually, a lot of people try to say, well, we shouldn't drag him or whatever. We have to understand that he actually has gotten a pass because he's black. We actually, a lot of people have, you know, when you think about it, yeah, he's gone viral. Um, It's not hurting his business at all. And he really has gotten a pass because more of us are able to understand it because it sounds like our brother or uncle or something like that coming out the back. So now we're looking at him like, Oh, the black man. But now, you know what I'm saying? So we're not like really taking too much from it. Like we, we're able to deal with his language because he looks like our brothers, uncles and nephews or whatnot. But if it was somebody else, it would have been an issue the same way people were saying, would he have used that language and that type of tone if it was others? And I look at it like, will we even be looking at him the same way if he was another race? We wouldn't. But he comes right, let me off jump in and let's, just let me see like an elitist, though. Now, this is, yeah, this, is, this is why I have the smartest audience in all the radio with the perspectives. We, we welcome them all. So, Amber, as you hear um, Deasia break it down to the, to the nth degree because she covered the whole mm-hmm. perspective. And, again, I'm caught up in the elite part of it as well, and we're going to dig into that in the second hour a little more, uh, you know, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, I want to get your thoughts. We've got to get to another break, and we've got another caller as well. But, Amber, any thoughts in reference to what DeAsia brings to the table in reference to all of this? Again, she covered a lot. Your thoughts, Queen? Mm-hmm. I totally agree with her. I definitely do. Um, if it was, 
you know, if it was not a black business owner that would have come out that way, oh, definitely they would. We would have had a whole different conversation. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. And so what I'll say to you, DeAsia, and, and this, I'll give a slight pushback, um, and it just, but it's just in the pushback is just kind of where I still see his side of things, and I say this from a complete 180. Because for the longest, I didn't see his side of things at all. As you, I don't know if you heard the earlier part of the show where I was saying the fact that he even elevated into this black culture thing, you know, I thought it was complete BS. And on that part, I still completely agree with you. And I like, in my opinion, I like how you broke down, as you said, you created this environment to get everybody in there to get your shmoney, to get your shmoney. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you know what I'm saying, you almost as a black man, quote unquote, I'll say this, and I, I hate that it's delved into this, but it, that's part of what we got to talk about. So he's almost played the race card himself to kind of move it into that conversation. As you said, people have bought into, yeah, I see that. I see that. And what I'm saying is they're buying into it based on, and we'll talk about this in the second hour, a BS standard that we shouldn't even be trying to meet. I'll just go ahead and throw that now. We'll talk about that in the second second hour. Um, but I like a lot of what you said. My only pushback would be is in the moment. I still don't like what he said, but once I realized mm-hmm. he had asked the ladies twice and I realized it was maybe 30-plus women, I did see, even as the owner, why he would kind of say, hey, we got to put a stop to it. Now, the way I would have handled it is like Amber said, I would have went to the DJ, turned the music off, and I just would have said something to the effect of, if you stand on the furniture, you will be escorted out. So I wouldn't have turned it into this, I do this for the culture, which is, as you say, yeah. you called them out and called BS on that, DeAsia. So great call. Thank you for your three cents this morning. Uh, I'll give you a quick response before we go to break and get to the next caller. Go ahead, Queen. We got about 30 seconds, so make it quick. Yeah, I um I agree with what what it is that you're saying. I definitely understand the owner's frustration. I don't think it's any party that's right in this situation. Unfortunately, he may have been right had he handled it a little, a little different, but he went a little bit mm-hmm. too far. So both parties are actually wrong. So that that just makes us look at it past the 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 actual altercation or whatnot, and it makes us start pulling for different things and looking at it a whole lot deeper. So this is the reason why this is a good conversation to actually have because it opens up the floor to have discussions about different things that plagues us as well. Uh, Absolutely. Great three cents this morning. That was beautiful. Appreciate you for the call this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. We are up against the break. We'll see y'all coming out of the break. If you want to get in on this beautiful discussion, please give us a call at 646-787. One six nine one again. That's six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You have to press one to let us know you want to speak. Area code five zero four. We'll be getting you out of the break. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. 
But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. those 
customers in a different way. Now he did it. He said he did it a couple of times. You know, he begged them to, and and he finally just lost his cool. Um, you know, so I don't know. I just don't know uh, if it should have been, huh? No, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Queen. I, I didn't realize you. Were I just go don't ahead. think that. I just don't think he should have made it into a a black thing or you know a gender thing. You know, it just should have been handled. He should have used some different words. The way he's choosing his words carefully to, you know, now try to repair what damage might have been caused, which it doesn't sound like much, but um, he's saying all the right things now that he's, you know, had a chance to think about it. All right, fair enough. Let's get to the calls. We've got a couple callers actually want to get in out there. Let's go with. Area code five zero four last three zero six five. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Yeah, good morning. God bless you all, uh, Eric from New Orleans. Uh, really enjoying the conversation. I, I think where the uh, race thing comes in um, across the nation, there aren't a lot of nice places for blacks to go to. Um, now Atlanta may be different from other places, um, but typically yeah, we got to go on zone over here, brother. So I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of nice places to go through in the A. You feel me? It's partly why I tell everybody to move to this piece. You know what I'm saying? Let's get yeah, all that right. and get we, back together. So y'all quit complaining about not having cool. no nice place. I'm about, <laughs> no, let them come. Let them come. We need the more of us. You know, because you know, white people come here too. Which well, Atlanta about to be 51 percent white. Y'all, I need black people come here. I'm sorry. Go ahead, but I'm just 51 percent white. It's about. It, it will be in probably about five right years, but it ain't already. I'm talking about the city of Atlanta wow. specifically. Now the outskirts, you know, the deck and everything gonna be black as always. Yeah. You feel me? I'm just saying. Right, right. The city of Atlanta yeah. is actually in in the five to ten years will not be majority black. Believe it or not. Uh, Go ahead, cause that's why I'm saying. Come on, get okay. your ticket. Come on down uh, here, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, so um, I think it's important that we do have nice places to go to that we can look up to, respect, and, and show off to our community without having people come in to uh, tear it up and then dance on tables and chairs and that kind of carrying on. On the other hand, I thought it was very disrespectful for him to have that kind of music uh, for our people to listen to, whether it's the black woman, the uh, black man, or the black grandmother or grandfather or and black child to come in. I think we need a lot better type of environment for us to listen to and not have that kind of derogatory music going on. And I think that um, in terms of setting standards, uh, as your guest mentioned, I think there's a time and a place for everything. And I think, um, and I don't think that's being um, culturally elitist, depending on how you define cultural elitist, but I think there is a time and place in which, you know, you can do some things. And there's a time and place where you don't do certain things. You know, you're not going to do that at work, obviously, and depending on where you work, I guess. You know, this is a nightclub. I guess that that would be okay. But say if you're in a regular office building or a school building and you're working, you're not going to be twerking on on tabletop. So there is some certain standards that we have to hold up to. And I think this, uh, this I understand he was, um, you know, I don't use profanity. I don't like to use profanity, but he did go up there three or four times, like you mentioned. He put a lot of money mm-hmm. and time and effort into this kind of into this building. And after a while, he, and depending on his personality, he just blew his top, so I understand him using the uh, profanity. Uh, and a lot of times you have people who do get attitudes if you approach them about changing their behavior. Some of these customers get attitudes and become belligerent and, de- and just want to become defiant and opposition, and they're going to do what they want to do. 
sometimes with those kind of individuals, you have to communicate to them in a particular way that they may understand. Uh, they may not appreciate coming to them in a calm, collective voice. You may have to come to them. You know, as you said, begging them with his hands, praying, like, please, sisters, please, sisters. They didn't respect that clearly because he definitely right. took that approach where he was, you right. know, saying that. So that I can understand. Let me throw this out to you because I think you're on to something here just to even dialogue. it again, I'm not telling people how to think. I respect all the opinions. But just to even pinpoint this point you're talking about, see, me, I could have even accepted get the F out of my restaurant. But it, it, but he mm-hmm. said it including this conceptual black people person's thing over the people who were ignorant, who didn't understand there's a time and place. I would just like to have seen it reduced to those who he no longer wanted to support his restaurant. But, you know, like you said, um, him getting upset, blowing his top. I actually can say now I understand it more when I realize it's 30 women. When it was three, when I, when I was going, you know, how you first, when you first hear about it, you just hear people's perspectives. So when I heard it was three or four women, I thought absolutely not. No way a business owner should be handling it that way. Again, I agree with Amber. There was another way he could have handled it, even with 30 women. But I can kind of get blowing your top. And you just spend, a, you know, seven figures. If somebody's standing on your tabletop, I I think I still would have done it differently. I think I I think I have that you know that in me to be in a sense to be cool, calm, and collective. And again, maybe just have my security handle it. But I can say I see it, and I think I see in a sense why the community in a sense is still supporting. Although, if you heard my last caller, I think unfortunately I think he's possibly using some of what the last caller is saying to kind of create this situation, which. In my opinion, I agree with my previous caller who says he's not for the culture. Uh, any thoughts on that, Eric, man? Appreciate you for the call this morning. Um, now, why do you say he's not for the culture, though? Well, she just suggested that he's, in a sense, her suggestion was, and I, and I do see this angle with that. I think you said you didn't see it as being elitist, but she thought that it was um, that he's being somewhat elitist in the approach that he, she, he drew the crowd by doing all these things that would create that type of environment. But now that he's successful and has a lot of people wait on the waiting list, now he's about to sort of trying to control who can come in and who can't. And so because he had disdain for these women who were twerking during, during a song called Throw That Ass in a Circle, right? That he's, <laughs> you know, everybody's agreeing, inappropriately playing uh, in this restaurant that's supposed to be high right. class and for the culture, you know, but now he right. resorts for the culture when he wants to reprimand them. So I, I agree mm-hmm. with that's part of his angle. Again, you don't have to. But, you know, again, just throwing it out there, man. Appreciate, you know, your three cents. I want to give you a quick thought before I go to the next Appreciate caller as well. Well, let's hope, um, you know, he continues to receive support and we need more businesses that will take a stand in terms of integrity for the community. Obviously, the music didn't stand for integrity for the community, but I think we do have to have uh, places where, you know, certain standards of behavior are going to be enforced. So that's that's basically what I have to say. No, I respect that. I just would like to see them standards of behavior have nothing to do with us being black, if that makes sense. I don't think right. that yeah, goes hand in hand, if yeah. that makes sense. Uh, and, again, play the, yeah. the core of that sets it up as well. So I think we're saying the same thing. Appreciate you for your call, Eric. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to the next. No, absolutely. Let's go to the next caller. And we got 402, last 3199. We got True Seekers trying to get in. How you doing? Give us your three cents and where you're calling from this morning. Yeah, my name is Stuart, and I'm calling from uh, – Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, what's and going on, Ken? How you doing? Thanks for getting in with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting by. And I wanted to address the elitist aspect. 
of uh, uh, this situation. Now, it's obvious that this man is an unabashed black man. And what he's trying to do, which many of us as black people haven't come to understand yet, is that he is building an institution. Now, I managed a business one time, didn't own it, and I can understand you want to build an institution for your people because you want to service everyone from the lowest to the highest. But in that institution, you want to keep a standard, that standard being an excellence. Now, when you're dealing with our people, sometimes the effects of slavery bleeds off into how you interact with one another. So sometimes, you know, black people, they curry a certain kind of disrespect for maybe a black man who's a business owner who, if, you know, his standard is one of excellent service, they curry this disrespect to him simply because he's black. Now, if you listen to what that man said and when he was saying he was defining, he was doing this for the culture and he wanted a certain kind of ambiance in, 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 his, in his establishment, and if you can't keep that stuff, you know, outside of his establishment, you can get the F out and take your money with you. Right there, you know, I say it wasn't emotion. That was a conviction because he explained why he was getting ready to say F you mm-hmm. before he said F mm-hmm. you because he was, he, his intent is mm-hmm. to build an institution for all black people, not just the elite or the, uh, I should say the well-to-do black people, but even for those black people who aren't as educated, doesn't have as much and uh, doesn't have as much comportment or standards. Now, you know, some people are addressing the aspect about the music. You know, I kind of agree. You know, he shouldn't be playing those butt-shaking music in the restaurant. <laughs> Maybe he should have done that. Because, you know, when, when I managed an institution, when I, when I managed a business in the, in the aspect of creating an institution, you know, I, I wouldn't have that, you know, gangster rap music at, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning. You know, you got to have a certain kind of music to where, you know, you kind of set the mood in the establishment. No, it makes sense. You know, actually, just, let me do this, Stuart. We're actually up against the top of the hour. I'm going to keep you on if you got a second. I hope you do. If you don't, I'll, I'll let you, have to let you go. But if you are, I'll keep you on after the break. Are you good with that? Yeah, I'm cool. I'll it's up to you, time. brother. I, I want to respect your time, but I just got to go to my top of the hour break. Cool. I'll keep you on, brother. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. And speaking of appropriate music, it's Saturday afternoon, so we can play what we want. We're going to tell the queens to slow it down just a little bit by my man, Joe Bleed. Shout out to that brother who's been on the show. Uh, hit 100,000 streams on Sweat Spotify. Enjoy this song. Yeah. Got a lot of ass that's short. Trying to play it cool, I'm about to blow it. Trust. 
to the shoe store. Shout out to the bad ass nose. Got a lot of ass that shows. Trying to play it cool, I'm about to blow it. Trying to play it cool, I'm about to throw it. Slow it down. That's my first time hearing that song. It must be a Dallas, it must be a Texas artist because I've never heard that song. Get off this table, though. I'm going to kick you off this show. <laughs> Got to do it. Got to do it. For real. I'm, I'm trying to establish I mean, a search the corn for the Mr. Dialogue <laughs> talk show. I have brought you on here as a co host, and I will not. I would not accept this and type of action on my show. I'm telling you. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, that's to, what the brother prayed. And one. then he mad that he had to kick some people out. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a conflict. It's conflicting. We don't know what to do. Hey, True Kitchen's owner's response to twerking, appropriate or not, still got caller Stewart. Um, out of the flask on the line, I'm going to let this king get back in and finish his thoughts prior to the break. Um, as we again break this down, we are a politically incorrect show, I'm proud to say, but we do remain respectful of each other. We definitely want to get y'all opinions in as well if you want to get in on this morning's discussion. 646-787-1691. Give us your three cents on this morning's discussion. You do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. All right, Stu, we got you back up live, King. I think you were finishing up some thoughts so you can address again. I don't know if you, you probably like myself or like Amber just heard that song. So, yeah, that's what he was playing. And, again, I'm not saying that, you know, that makes it okay because I respect where you're coming from. And and I will say this real quick um, before you continue, King, that I do like the point you're making in the sense that, um, as you said, before I said F you, I'm telling you why, uh, why you know, and people can see that different ways, but what I what I, the conclusion I came to, especially once I discovered, and again, for me, one thing that made a big difference was that it had grown to 30-something women or plus. And so that let me know that, in a sense, in his, you know, attempting to try to correct it, it probably started with a few women. And, you know, as they kind of was like, well, get you, man, I'm going to keep dancing because it's throw that ass in the circle time. The other women probably joined in. And so at a at that point, I'm again making assumptions here that it became a group a group think situation where more women were joining in. Say, hey, they dancing. I'm gonna twerk too. And then some people took it too far, got on chairs, got on tables. And I and I'm saying as I'm imagining that growing, um, I then saw that clip that I initially disagreed with. I saw it as a calculated stance, such that um, I remember talking to a friend this week who said. 
hey, you know, the owner shouldn't be handling it. It should be the GM. I agree with her. But when I understood that it had grown to 30, 30, you know, 30 people doing it or 30-plus people doing it, and I was like, okay, at this point, he doesn't want his GM in that situation to have to handle it. He's going to go handle it because he had already, as the owner, thought, if I tell them politely, hey, I'm the owner, chill out, that they would. And so when he was disregarded, it probably became a little part ego to a certain extent, again, just to the degree that he went. But I definitely seen it as a little more calculated, as you said, myself. But, again, personally, I didn't come to that conclusion until I realized how many women it had grown to. Go ahead, King. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I could tell that from the first clip. You know, I can tell that uh, it was about the standard he wanted to set from the first time I seen the clip. And with the social narratives going around now within the black feminism and how, you know, you're supposed to just disrespect and disregard black men at all costs and the opinions of black men at all costs, then, all the, then, the, then the, the way the pushback was formulated kind of played into that idea of, you know, you want to tamp the black man down. But as far as the music is concerned, I get that. I mean, that, I wouldn't play nothing like that in my establishment unless it was after 10 o'clock at night and I had a dance floor set up. But that does not mean that, you know, if you hear that music, you got to pop your butt in the air. It don't mean that. I mean, you can sit there in your chair like, hey, that's my song, you know, and, you know, twiggle from back and forth or whatever have you. But you might want to think to yourself, look around and say, is this the environment where I really want to throw my butt in the air? You know, mm-hmm. I want people pulling out their camera phones and go girl, go queen, do your thing. Queen. <laughs> do I really want to, do I really want to make myself look like that? That's something you got to do. I mean, that's something like mm-hmm. saying if you're sitting in court, like, like if you're sitting in court, right, and you hear the judge say something that says outright landishly racist, you know, or do you feel like in the moment you feel like I'm going to stand up and tell this judge off, you know, and then you might sit there and think, look around. Hey, the bailiff got a gun, that other bailiff <laughs> got a gun, and a billy club, and they got a jail in the back. Do I really want to stand mm-hmm. up and say that? knowing that I just might get bust upside my head and shot? No, I, this is not the environment for me to say that. So I'm going to wait till I get out this courtroom, and then I'm going to call that judge all kind of MFers. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get someplace where I'm Now, I respect it. Let me so, ask you this. Let me ask you this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, I mean, I, mean, the, the, I, I, mean, I understand, you know, and it's a good notion, you know, a good argument about the song that was playing, but it's not an excuse. Because what he's trying to say is is that us as black people, black men and black women, we got to be able to establish a certain comportment in the environment in which we in we are in. We have to self-police ourselves if we are going to truly raise the standards of the culture to an acceptable level for all. That's what I mean. So let me ask you a question about that. I've got some other callers out there as well. And again, this is kind of a little pl- where I wanted to go, and I have a cut plan on the on the next break that'll really take us here. Um, see, I get concerned when again I still again I'm, again I'm moving to a whole 180 on it, and, and I don't feel the way I felt about when it, when I first saw it. And I think you and I even went back and forth a little bit on a post, um, Stuart. But but I I am still concerned with this being in a sense, graduated to this standard for, 
the African-American community. And, and let me say this first. I am all about standards. I think we have gotten to a point now where, you know, even having a standard is received as a judgment, so therefore we throw out all standards. So let me say that before I say what I'm about to say. But I also think there are aspects to to to, to, the, to these standards that I think are driven by our orientation towards white standards, if you will. And I think Mm-mm. I see it playing out, playing out on both sides of this. And, and, and so as I watched this discussion, for example, this week, I saw people propose from the lady side and from the owner side, I've seen this on both sides of it, where in my opinion, watching it outside, looking in, again, we are the Mental Dialogue talk show, uh, just to shout you out, Stuart, uh, we've had this brother on the show in the past talking specifically to, quote, unquote, how, in a sense, how white supremacy is kind of intertwined in everything that, that's, that's out there. And so, and I wanted, I wanted to say all of this while I had you because I know you would have a perspective on it, but I would also challenge that some of the standard that we keep, that we're chasing or seeking to distinguish between this brother and this sister, some of that distinction is coming from trying to meet a standard in a sense that's not our own. Because here's, like my caller earlier, the Asia said, that in him just playing that type of music, creating creating environment just to, in a sense, get a return on his investment, I still see that angle. Because if it was to create the standard that you're saying, then you absolutely, as we've all agreed here, wouldn't have played that song. And I don't want to make it about that song alone because, again, I agree with you, that's not an excuse. So I'm not letting anybody off the hook. But if we're going to go deeper with this, I think he plays to the culture. I still respect what he's doing. I still think the community support overall. This can't be an end-all, you know, shut the restaurant down. Although I agree with her, had this been another race doing the same thing, we would have shut it, shut this down. So there is some things we need to talk about in reference to that as well. But I want to hear, hear how you feel about, at least my opinion, that some of the standards that, in a, in a quote, that we're trying to meet are, in a sense, not always our own. When this man tried to say out of his own mouth, I, you know, I do it for the culture. And I say for the culture has to be used, like you, y'all said, at the appropriate time. So in the afternoon, you playing that music, because he kind of stands by it on the radio interview. Yeah, I'm going to play the, you know, he, he eventually said I'm going to change it. But at first he says, yeah, you might hear any type of thing or whatever. So that's how he's thinking. But I want to have this standard, this standard that I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, in a sense, make, making sense, but I want yeah, to hear yeah, your thoughts I, on I, the school I, I, before I, I let I you know. And, and, and what it boils down to is the word culture. Okay, the word, people talk about black culture. And, but the word culture means the, the best that you're giving to your certain collective society mm-hmm. as far as okay. intellect, technology, mm-hmm. and uh, among other things, the best that you're giving in music, the arts in a sense, the best that you are giving to your certain collective uh, society. So when you're saying uh, these standards, you know, that, are, that go into, you know, get, getting the culture, they're not white standards. White, the white standard is one of dominance. All things lead to them in a dominant position. The black standard needs to get back to excellence. And right, it makes sense. Of excellence. 
in all fields. So, I mean, even the music that he was playing is not an example of excellence. But black music in general is a standard of excellence. Right. But it's going to take all of us to change that culture that was instilled in us by white people, which is a false representation of black culture. Because you see, that's why online you see the pushback from some people in other societies, you know, saying, well, why, why, is, why is the black man policing the black woman's body? You know, that's a white standard of culture, in a sense, to, to, to dominate. The black man is saying, as far mm-hmm. as establishment of culture, is, hey, have more comportment about yourself, enjoy yourself, but know the environment you're in to be able to exhibit your true best. That's I love it. That's a great precinct. Really mean to us. And now I respect you. it. I'm glad to be able to now have that dialogue with you because again, we that's why we're doing this show to get into those nuances. So, uh, you know, I even say with Mentala Community Club, I have some yeah, I've read in the past that's, that's, that part of our goal that's how this is to create culture. That's how again. this situation has to deal with black people. That's the that's the aspect of the situation that deals with black people. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's fair enough. That's why we're doing it. You know, I, I didn't realize it at first, admittedly. Um, but as I continue, you know, after again, after going back and forth through earlier in the week and continue to watch, um, you know, that's why we're here. Because, again, there's an aspect, in my opinion, of having to create culture again. We all against the break. Thank you for your time. Stuart, great three cents this morning. Right on. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. Yep. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Where all I ask is that you think, if you will, Amber, I'm going to play a, a, a poem after this commercial that's going to delve a little more into in my eyes, the psychological aspect of how we see up, see ourselves. I think Stuart just gave us a, a great context to what culture may look like. But I want to, if you will, try to pay attention to this poem and pull out any thoughts that stand out to you, if you will. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com. 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Dot com. Call them at 404-465-4348. Regardless of what your textbooks that taught to your teachers and told you, America's never settled the Civil War. Yeah, we ended the bloody battle, the bottom line, that beef is still there. That's why 150 years later, there's still tension in the air. Like an unhappy marriage with a couple was forced to stay together simply because the children were there. But if you sit back and do an objective analysis of the American social fabric, you will see that the racial dynamics have shifted very little. I mean, to this day, you still got white liberals, white bigots, white guilt, and white privilege, and an educated black middle class who struggles with racial identity. Because without that attachment to middle past and Jim Crow, 
You don't got much in common with the common Negro no more. And for that, you feel guilty to connect with your people. You buy into the narrative that America's still 1960 Mississippi, but slavery and segregation was ages ago. So now the new Jim Crow is income and zip code. Gang colors in corners. We say Black Lives Matter, but nobody's even asking what exactly is Larry Hoover's influence on the black underclass, also known as the niggas. Because with the exception of the Mexicans, everybody else is scared of niggas. And that includes the white liberals, the white bigots, and particularly the educated black middle class. That's why your club flyers read, no hoodies, white tees, no sneakers, no jeans. And you need to pull your pants up, you want to party with me. This party right here is only for the ground and sexy. Until a nigga get shot by the cops, let a boozy nigga want to rock a hoodie to the marsh. And that's right when the white liberal white guilt kick in. Because you don't want to be connected to the white bigots. And the white bigots don't admit white privilege. That's because half are just poor white trash. Which means you're nothing more than just niggas with privilege. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Amber Page. You hear a cut from my favorite spoken word artist, Tommy Bottoms. That cut is called Black Guilt. This morning's discussion question, true kitchens, owners' response to twerking, appropriate or not. And I personally feel that a lot that Tommy touched on, I hope you were able to hear it, um, as best as possible, uh, Amber. But I feel like a lot of things he touched on are, are part of this discussion. I don't know if you would agree with that or if anything in that particular poem. That, again, hopefully you heard it. that stood out to you. But I would like to kind of peel back some of the points from that poem that I think relate to this very discussion. Any thoughts from you, Queen? What? How do you – I just want to know here how you apply – that poem to this discussion. Okay, absolutely. So, for example, um, the, the clear and evident part was was the aspect of what he talked about, uh, what he says, in a sense, um, that the, in a sense, the black middle class has a issue with relating to, as he said, another class within the community, niggas, and he says, which is proof in. You know, if you want to party with me, no white tees, no hats, no jeans, and pull your pants up if you want to party with me. And so one thing that was floating around the Internet, for example, when it came to the True Kitchen kitchen, um, situation was Kevin Kelly's dress code. And and it it was very specific to the point of um, no body suits. Oh, you saw that? No body suits. No, yeah. no, uh, no slides, especially the fuzzy ones, and so, so you feel <laughs> me? So, so he ends up being the exact definition of what Tommy is relating in that conversation about the distinction that even we have within our own community of one another, and so again, that's why again that poem relates in a lot of other ways, but that's one of the specific areas. Go ahead again, your thoughts about. Again, that's how partly how I see it relating among among others. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say just on a basic level regarding the dress code. Um, to me, I act and I carry myself in a different way when I'm dressed up. 
when I look nice, I feel nice. You know, I want to go nice places when I, you know, take off my slides or whatever. You know, I, that's how we should go out. You know, you should look presentable. You should, you go to work, you look presentable. You go out to a nice restaurant, you look presentable. Um, I don't see any issue with that. Um, I do understand that it is, you know, a lot of it is based on a European um, idea of what, um, you know, dressed up is and what nice is and what's acceptable and what's not. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, that's just the reality that it is influenced by, you know, the European uh, standard that was set. Um, but, I mean, it's still on the other side of it. You look good. You feel good. It's a good thing, you know, for me. It's just my opinion. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I respect that part because I think what you're saying is absolutely true. I remember when I would first come to Atlanta and, you know, before I moved here, if you will, the one thing that I recall, you know, being, being a hip-hop, you know, coming out of this hip-hop generation, the one thing that I did recall that was cool about Atlanta specifically was I thought it was the, in my opinion, it was the only place that you didn't have to dress us up to 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 avoid some of the things that were happening in the 80s and the 90s, if you will, unfortunately, you know, in other places to a certain extent, you know, you, you, you know, we would, we almost so unfortunately, in some places, risk our lives to have fun, if you would. You know what I mean? And so, you know, not you know, not being prone to, you know, establish, go to the to the dress up establishment as well as the quote unquote, like just keeping it like it is, the hood establishments. You know, we had there was plenty of times having a, in a sense go run out of these situations. And what I loved about Atlanta was Edward is a place where it, that didn't seem necessary. And again, it's just you know pointing out, you know, just something that it reminded me of when you said that. Um, but when you start talking about this dialogue on reference to how we see one another or, or whether Kevin Kelly is being elite, I, 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 I linked, if you will, earlier or, you know, in the last hour towards that perspective, but I respect what Stuart is saying as well, and I think it is worth exploring. It is worth exploring, uh, and I think this goes all the way back to a time for everything. And so, in a sense, as for a as a, a time for everything, then if you're going to present something, at, in a sense, as excellent for the culture, which I definitely respect Stuart's response, and I actually agree with that, then an area where, you know, Kevin, had, you know, obviously could learn, has had to learn the hard way, would be, well, if you're presenting this as that type of decorum, then you have to kind of do it all the way through. To, you know, to 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 a degree. Okay. I'm not saying the man has to play only jazz, but at least decide, which he's obviously again had to learn the hard way. Uh, I would assume that will be an aspect that you know, in a sense, will be limited, uh, or or like Stewart said, maybe at a certain time of the day, you kind of change the sound, you know, the type of music if you're going to have again, not trying to tell this man how to run his business. Because, you know, again, if he's got a waiting list where people can't get in the door, he obviously, you know, maybe knows what he's doing. Again, he just had a moment. And I am willing to see it as just a moment. But, again, this discussion, in my opinion, brought us to, you know, some aspects that, you know, Tommy alluded to in that point. Because I hear that discussion amongst a lot of things where I've had even guests come on this show 
and said there is a cultural fight even amongst the African-American community between Mm -hmm. those who want to push for standards and those that don't. I I think that's a fair dialogue. Any thoughts just in general, not necessarily related to um, True Kitchen, but just the concept of, you know, in a sense, trying to find our footing in a sense, if the idea is to elevate our community, and I'm always thinking the next generation is why, in a sense, there are standards that are needed. That in, when I say standards are needed, saying that hey, this is the excellence that we push for. I actually understand that in a sense, it, in a sense, may not be for everybody, but it would be nice in my even. I would say this: it would be nice in my own opinion if we could do a better job with talking about what standards in the culture could look like. What I have, what I think happens, and I think it happened with this very conversation as well. What I think happens is when people are saying, hey, here's something that could benefit us in general, you get those who are the the exception to it being brought forward, and then there's this argument over who you think you are, and we start going back and forth and maybe even doing what Stuart alluded to when he said there's this idea that, you know, as a black owner, you might see a different treatment from your own than you might others. And when I heard him say that, that goes all the way back to, in my opinion, the, the subconscious self-hatred that we're that often we have to overcome whether we recognize it or not. And so sometimes we even have trouble taking um, authority from our own due to how we see ourselves. I know I'm going in a lot of places with that, but I definitely <laughs> want to get your thoughts on it. For the yeah. callers out there, Queen, um, the callers out there, please press 1 so y'all can get in on this discussion as well. Again, I want to try to take this deeper. I don't know if I'm pulling it off fairly enough, but I wanted to go a little deeper than just the true kitchen owner situation. So um, any part of what I said that resonates with you, if you will, uh, Amber, please just kind of, you know, give me, give me your thoughts about this constant divide in our own community with creating standards, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it starts, you know, at home in our community um, it's going to be different for, you know, the way we act and interact with each other is going to be different for each person. Um, in this particular situation, I'm just going to go back to my initial thought, which is there's a time and place for everything, you know, and I guess, you know, worth trying to figure out um, what that looks like. It's not going to be across the board. It's not going to always be across the board. So businesses like this one, they have to set that standard for their business. It's like I have to set a standard for my household. Or, you know, you have to set a standard for your household. It's just going to always be different. It's not going to be a universal standard. No, it makes sense. Um, yeah, we're going to go to another break. We're going to keep, keep the – now, we're going to keep the environment what it was. So we're going to hit Joe Blee, slow it down again. Uh, their brother, yeah, just shout out to their brother, uh, Square Business Entertainment, one of our sponsors. We always play music for me. Square Business Entertainment. This is one of the artists, and we've had him on the show. He had over 100,000 streams this year. Uh, We were able to feature his whole album. Matter of fact, let me just 
or play another song that I like versus playing slow it down. We're gonna ch- we're gonna change the ambiance. How about that? You like that? Like that concept? We're gonna change the the, the ambiance. So let me play this song right okay. here. We'll be right back and listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well all I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Again, a cut by Joe Bleas. Different. Find it on all music streaming platforms. Reaching 100,000 on. Congratulations to that, brother. This morning's discussion question, true kitchen owner's response to twerking, appropriate or not? Got a lot of callers. We've got some other callers out there. If you want to get in, you do have to press 1 if you're on the phone line. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. Again, hoping to go a little diff- deeper with it. And um, I'll try to be a little shorter with my comments. Because, again, I want to you know, just kind of dialogue this out. Uh, but just to even bring this back, again, this is a point uh, brought by our colleague DeAsia in the first hour. Um, some of what I'm discussing in my mind when it comes to the psychology of trying to figure out a standard, if you will, and I agree with you in the sense that, you know, when I say standard, um, I'm not suggesting that everybody will do it, if you will. So let me kind of just throw that out there. But I do think that the interaction that we witnessed, and I think the agent pointed this out brilliantly, it it played out partly due to, in a sense, trauma has been in how maybe emotional the, the situation got to, if you will. And so 
and, and, and what I'm saying from both sides of it, if you will. So if there was this, in a sense, this sense of defiance, this brother's, you know, asking to, you know, please stop twerking in this restaurant, not this type of place. Again, <laughs> just throw it out there in the middle of the song being played. Seems weird to me, uh, if, if you will. Um, but with that said, he's telling them that it should be respected. But as Stuart, one of our other callers mentioned, that sometimes we struggle with authority from our own. I don't disagree with that as a thought. And then on the flip side, as an owner, I think it's some of what the age has said in the sense of how he felt like he could speak to them is in a sense using, if you will, his black card to kind of say, well, I can talk to him this way or that way. And she mentions the idea that the reason we found it acceptable, whereas we wouldn't from other cultures, is because he sound he sounds like, you know, in a sense, our uncle or, you know, or somebody in our family. And I'm saying to get deeper on that part, both sides kind of go allowing some levels of disrespect. I would like to raise if that makes sense or want to at least have the discussion. Do you, do you see what I'm where, where I'm hoping to go? Because I felt like this situation kind of delved into the emotional, I agree with him or I disagree with him. And people just kind of went to their sides versus how can we, in a sense, you know, do t- treat this as a learning moment or, Again, I think Kevin Kelly, in a sense, may have learned a lesson or because he's got lines out the door, maybe he doesn't see anything wrong with the approach or speaking in that manner. Uh, Any thoughts, again, where I'm going? I'm going to go a little deeper, but I want to let you jump in right there, if you will, Queen. Yeah, I mean, there should have been more respect on the lady's part, you know, for – just the establishment that they were in. Um, it just it just wasn't appropriate for the location. But even on the other side of it, the music wasn't appropriate either for what he is trying to um, create or what he has created or what his goal is for his business. Um, so there's some some learning definitely on both parts. Um, you know, I hope that he sees this as an opportunity to address, um, you know, what he'll do in the future if, you know, he has to interact with customers on numerous, you know, attempts to, you know, address whatever issues there may be. Maybe it could be clothing or, you know, maybe it could be, uh, you know, at this point, you know, a mask, you know, things like that. So hopefully it'll be an opportunity for him to, um, you know, tweak those things, um, specifically the music situation so that people aren't so hyped up to where they want to get up and, you know, dance on the furniture. Um, But at the same time, I think the ladies could have respected the attempts prior to, to just, you know, let me just tone it down. It's not appropriate. Okay, I got a little caught up in the music, but you know that that's definitely an area for I mean, an area of opportunity for um, both parties. Now, fair enough. Let me share this thought from um, Maria Lloyd that she wrote um, in reference to this, and and this is what I think where I'm going with, in a sense, um, trying to understand 
a, 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 maybe a sense of raising standards from, you know, again, trying to get into a collective conversation as well. And so she mentions this. Let me just kind of hear your thoughts on it. Um, Maria says, the only thing I've consistently stated is that professionals should never meet unruly customers with tension. It's like putting a fire with a fire. As a professional, we are to be held to a higher standard that has nothing to do with black people, black men, or black women. This has everything to do with decorum and business. In essence, professionals can and must be held at a higher standard. I have read comments from people stating the owner of the restaurant should have literally put his hands on them and thrown them out. So she says, that's greenlighting professionals of all sectors going rogue. Now, of course, we haven't, our dialogue hasn't delved to that degree, but that is something that, again, of someone, another friend of the show, if you will, that we've had on the show, and she's saying she's seen people go as far that once they stepped on that man's table, you know, he could have thrown them out physically. Like, she's seen those comments. Obviously, that's a, you know, obviously a little extreme, but the gist of what she's mm. talking about is a standard that, you know, that we, in a sense, any of us that are in business, in a sense, should be going to trying to meet. Um, as I mentioned, there are plenty of locations where, if you know, whether I'm rude or I feel like the, the, the servers or whoever have done whatever business it is, when I go with my complaint, I'm probably not going to talk to the owner. And, again, I'm not saying every business must be ran this way, but maybe that's part of the learning lesson, if you will, to let the GM be the GM, or as she said, how you feel about not necessarily meeting fire with fire was something she thought. Um, just what what do you think of um, Maria's comments overall, if you will, Queen? Yeah, he he could have um, just you know based on what she's saying, I I agree that um, there was a different way that he could have approached them. Um. I just think that he lost it. You know, it was a moment of, you know, he felt like they were disrespecting him, <laughs> you know, right. and so he lost it. But for the most part, I think that he does try to, it seems like, you know, he does try to, you know, raise the standard for the area. Um, I'm just going to say the area. I don't know Dallas that well, but I mean, he could have did it a different way. Um, I, no, would I respect never that. Go and what I would, if I could, yeah. like, if, let me let me say this: as far as where I, what I what I hear in Maria's comment is, in a sense, challenging us outside looking in on what what are our expectations for raising our standards. So you know, what I'm saying so more than about what Kevin Kelly specifically did when when she's saying, hey, as professionals, we are to be held at a higher standard. And, again, I'm not trying to make you agree with us. I'm just trying to have you address that she's kind of moving the conversation away from what he did and saying, well, how do we judge it as a culture? Like, how should we judge it? Is it okay? Or she's saying she feels like if we're saying what he did is okay, it's like we're greenlighting professionals. And I know you're not saying it's okay. You clearly disagree with it. But I'm just trying to – in a sense, get into that collective conversation about how we even got, how we are even dialogue about what we see in that individual um, situation. So, again, just, just bringing that to the table because I have another brother, most um, point of view I'm going to share, where, you know, he disagrees with uh, Maria. So just kind of, you know, your thoughts about her saying as professionals, you know, we, we have to, in a sense, um, be, be held to the standard. And some people are saying that's not fair based on this situation. 
any thoughts on that, Queen, and we'll I'll let you hear the other thought as well. Okay, so who has to be held to the standard? The the patrons? No, she's saying professionals like that. She's saying that she's kind of challenging our community and moving into doing the Corman business. She, she mentioned that it has nothing to do with black people, black men or women. That has everything to do with the Corman business. So in a sense, her goal is to push the standard on how we look at this individual situation. Like she's kind of just saying to us, like mm. in her opinion, that, that the push needs to go there so that we're not caught going viral in that manner because now we've created a standard that this is not how you do business. And again, it has nothing to do with, in her opinion, black people specifically. Mm. Some people, I'm just saying her thoughts is this should be about the common business, not reducing it to whether this is black, black men or black women or black people. Again, her opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I when I first saw it, like I said, I didn't watch it until later, but it was that didn't that's not what came into my mind. It that wasn't the first thought. I mean it was really um basic um uh, with Yeah, I remember you said I remember you said that um your first thought was, yeah, he, he had a right to do that. You see what I'm saying, which is fine. And so what I would say that uh, in a sense Maria's saying to all of us who may have thought that initially, because when you you know, just see it like, okay, if that's what they were doing and you just see it, she's challenging our the fact that that's where our subconscious goes initially, if that makes sense. Like, how yeah. are we not yeah, seeing for this some people. as a... You're, you're, you're like, that's the challenge. Like Because even when, when I asked you, and remember in the beginning of the show when I said, well, when you think of it from a business owner aspect, at that point, you were like, yeah, I ain't with that. But when you, like I said, when you saw it for yourself and on your own, you were like, yeah, I get why he's doing that. And what she's saying is, if our first thought is, I get it, are we raising the standard? Again, I'm, I'm putting words in her mouth at this point, but that's how I'm reading yeah. her comment, if that makes sense. We are actually up against the break. So let me go to this break, and I'll share another thought, again, with somebody who agrees specifically how um, Kevin Kelly handled that situation. For any of you all out there listening, if you want to get in on this discussion, please call us at 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646 787 one six nine one. You have to press one. Let us know you want to speak. If you're on the phone lines right now, waiting to get in, hope you hear me clearly. You need to press one to get in on this discussion. We are definitely looking for more truth seekers' opinions on this discussion. We'll be right back. But all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478 781 4860. Again, for a service job done right 
That number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Yes, be like money motivation. Money motivation and become a sponsor of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Keep intelligent radio on the air. Um, the money motivation is one of our discount partners for any of our Mental Dialogue truth seekers who are members. Go to mentaldialogue.com and become a member, and we'll share more discounts with you with some of our discount partners. Again, Money Motivation been a long time sponsor. Uh, definitely appreciate them. You have a product or service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio. Again, contact me directly, DM me on Mental Dialogue Facebook page or the IG, which is mental underscore dialogue for those who follow us there. If you don't follow us there, please go follow us there. And lastly, call me directly, 404-604-9477. And we can put together a promotion for you as well. Individually, we do need your support. Again, that's mentaldialogue.com. You're inside of the Atlanta area, become a member. If you're outside of the Atlanta area, become a supporter. See full benefits. We have invite-only events, um, some for our regular memberships. We also have black and platinum membership in which we have mastermind elite conversations. For example, in a couple of weeks, we'll be how to retire tax-free for our black and platinum members. Again, go to mentaldialogue.com and figure out how to be a part of this community club where our goal and mission is to create a virtual neighborhood where African-Americans trade ideas, goods, and service and learn to do business with one another. We've been doing that very well over the years. This morning's discussion question, true kitchen owner's response twerking to twerking, appropriate or not, Went back and forth with it. I want to share another thought for any of the callers that are out there listening. You want to get in, all you have to do is press 1. Got a few minutes on this segment. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Got my co-host, Amber Page, in the saddle with me. Queen, I'm going to share another thought. This is a brother who was fully behind Kevin Kelly's response and he and his thoughts. And this is really almost directly a direct thought to the comment I shared before the um, before the break, where you know, sister was saying, "Hey, professors have to be held to a higher standard." Brother by the name of Corey Bill, one of our guests in the past as well, his comments was, "All of this sounds good until you blatantly disregard my professional approach two times, only to turn around 
and fucking shake your funky ass on my table at my establishment. Y'all act like people can't have a quick lapse in judgment. Do you know that what went through his head when he saw that shit? Or do you know how he felt? Do you understand the liability he faced? We are the only race that harshly criticizes one another because of some high-ass perceived flawless standard of excellence. We decree on working professionals slash business owners, yet we forget their humanity due that code. Those girls were wrong, period. It deserved every bit of vitriol dude lashed at them. He get a pass on this, and hopefully after this incident, he makes the necessary changes to address these type of matters in a professional manner to his liking. So, hey, here's a thought of a brother who's fully in support of, hey, once they took it there a couple of times of trying to be professional, and eventually, and like one of our callers said earlier, that, hey, sometimes people don't respond to your professional approach, and sometimes you almost have to stoop to their level to get a response. Uh, any thoughts when you hear, again, this brother saying he's in full support of how Kevin Kelly, in a sense, handled the moment, but he even said, you know, maybe going forward he can get a little better with it. At least that's how I took his comments. Your thoughts on it, Amber? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that definitely he should have handled it in a different way uh, without the profanity, perhaps. Um, you know, also, you know, like I said, his volume was a little loud. It was a little escalated, you know, but he tried it the professional way, you know. Um, so I agree with that, you know. I, I don't feel any kind of, like this situation wouldn't make me not go to his restaurant. So, you know, in the future, of course, I hope he, you know, will handle it differently, but I've said that already, so... No, that's fair. Yeah, I know. Like when it first happened, he got he had this run of uh, what I understand a run of people um, going on Yelp and giving him ones. Like when they saw this video, like mm-hmm. they just had that run happen initially. But as he's in a sense PR'd it since that time, as you heard him say on that show, um, he still got in a sense the same, if you will, waiting list. A part that stood out for me, and again, this is just getting into the standard aspect, was um, where I hear you know this brother say. Uh, we are the only race that harshly criticizes one another because of some high-ass perceived flawless standard of excellence. Uh, that's the part mm-hmm. that stands out to me. And I see that going both ways where we are too critical of one another. Like when I say both ways, I still feel like in a sense, because I told you, or, or if you heard me say earlier to one of the callers, I said I could have accepted get the F out of my restaurant, believe it or not, at this point because mm-hmm. of the, some of the same reasons that Corey is saying. Um, and I'm saying I can accept that being directed at those who are being ignorant. But when it gets into the, in my opinion, still, I'll still hang on to a little bit of this. Again, Stuart made me think about this a little differently. Again, I'm just moving as I, I hear these perspectives. But I'll say, but to a certain extent, I think that, perceive high as excellence of standard that Corey speaks to went both ways. So it's kind of like with, because of how maybe not Kevin, let me take this out of the perspective of Kevin Kelly. Cause again, I want to make this a bigger conversation because I think it's part of it. I think true kitchen aside that there are times where we can tend to look down on ourselves because of how we perceive others look at us and partly due to being raised. I think that in my opinion, part of that comes from 
partly due to growing up in this country where white, white is the standard in a lot of cases. And so at least that's how we're taught. And so in chasing that standard, we will be harsher when we see just a few people not meet that standard and then start making blank statements saying that's a problem that, quote, unquote, we have. Well, in reality, those few ignorant people that do this in all cultures, that there are always a few people that are doing something, but in a sense, it's not propagated upon the entire race. So in my opinion, there are times where we are harsher on ourselves because we're still chasing a sense of ourselves. I don't know if that resonates with you, uh, Eve, but again, this is just something that I wanted to attempt to delve into as far as how we even view this situation. Again, I think it's on both sides of it, but that is an aspect that I wanted to, in a sense, dig into. Um, Does any, again, does any of what I'm saying resonate uh, you know, again, above and beyond the true kitchen situation as far as how we judge ourselves based on somebody else's standard. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a that's definitely in a, a whole conversation. <laughs> it's going to take a whole right, lot I'm of trying to, I'm trying to get into it a little bit. Yeah, let's get into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's deep. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that we have to address. Um, but I would, you know, challenge, I challenge you and myself to um, just take a look at some of those um, judgments that we do have um, for our own, you know, people. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, let me even be clear for anybody out there listening. Well, try to be clearer if I can, I'll say that. Just from the standpoint of I'm just talking about just concept of because I agree agree 100% with Stuart when when it comes to this idea of people need culture, if you will. Culture kind of, in a sense, not only does it resonate, but it kind of creates how you move going forward. And so in figuring out what that culture will be or should be or however you want to look at it, I think there's an aspect of how we, for example, need to even learn to distinguish, in a sense, what the standards are. Like even when I, quote, unquote, say white standards, sometimes I think that even gets confused. Like there are times, for example, where we apply, uh, you know, in a sense, quote, unquote, white standards when it's just a standard. But because we haven't associated ourselves with it for based on maybe where we were raised or like maybe, you know, for example, being in the South or whatever, like, like, for example, to make a clear comment, for example, you know, like the idea of acting white, if you're smart, like the ridiculousness being smart should be the standard has nothing to do with being white. And so again, in my opinion, just having these dialogues seen through different lenses, sometimes, there are standards that we should be striving for and we shouldn't be, in my opinion, looking looking at them through a racial lens. And that's part of the lesson of digging into these conversations, if it makes sense. So we got a minute and a half, please, but, you know, I'll give you, you know, last thought and I'll close it out, you know, after your last thought. But thank you so much for being with us this morning, Queen. 
And thank you, Montoya. I um, enjoyed the dialogue today. Okay, Queen. So with that said, we'll see y'all next Saturday. Um, again, follow up with us. Become part of our community at mentaldialogue.com. Also, we have a YouTube page. Go to find us on Mental Dialogue. Find us on YouTube. Look up Mental Dialogue. So, again, just trying to get that out there more. Also, for anybody, if you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to share it. Uh, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, on most of the podcasts, Podbean, uh, obviously on Blog Talk Radio. So just be sure to share this conversation. Uh, we definitely want to grow the audience and get your support again at mentaldialogue.com. If you're not wanting to become a monthly member, you can always hit the Mental Dialogue Cash app. For those who have cash app, say, hey, that was good information. Again, definitely need your help to keep Intelligent Radio on the air. With that said, we're gone. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.